Hey, royal people, kings and queens. This is Ari, you guys. Welcome to Sunday's Manna. I am super excited that you guys decided to join us if you're here or if you're listening to this afterward. I know that you, the same blessing that God released live is the same blessing that he will release when you tune into this afterward. You guys, God is amazing. He's faithful. He cares about us. He loves us. And that is why he is having me do this Sunday Manna for us. For us, if it's something that you know, if you didn't catch a Sunday service, good, this is for you. But if you caught one and you just want something extra, want a little bit more encouragement, this is for you. I am super excited that you guys decided to be connected and watch. And I know that God is going to do some amazing things within this time, you guys, whether it be uh, if you need a miracle, you need healing, you whatever it is that you need, understand that you can get that thing right now because God is a God that's faithful. He's a God that cares about, about us. And like I said, he is a God that loves us. And so like I like to start the, uh, the Sunday manna sessions off with some positive flows or positive music, we'll go ahead and we will get this thing started, you guys. This is going to be a powerful session today. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Thank you, Father God. Wherever you are, you can just pause, breathe. If you had a rough day today, just exhale. Understand that all things are working together for your good, that everything is going to work out, and that you can be at peace. Don't allow anything to steal your joy or your peace today. So just breathe and know God is just working things out on your behalf. Be at peace, understanding that if you are allowing him to order your footsteps, guess what? You're going to be headed in the right direction. Father, we just we just thank you, Father God. We inhale and we exhale, Father God, the wind of your presence, of your glory, Father. We just welcome you into this place that we understand that you are with us and that when you are on the scene, Father, when your presence hits the scene, Father God, there is freedom. There is liberty, Father God. We thank you, Father, for what you do, Father, when you are on the scene. We welcome your Holy Spirit. Have your way within this place. Do miraculous things. Show up and show out for the people. Show them that you are God and there's nothing impossible for you to do. Show them, Father God, that you've never forgotten any one of us, Father, that you've never forgotten them, never left them, Father God, never overlooked them, but everything is going to manifest and happen within the right, the appointed time. Thank you, Father, that you're faithful. He who promised is faithful, that you have a record of never losing, never letting down, and you are undefeated and will always remain undefeated. We thank you, Father, that we today choose to focus on your day, to focus on your faithfulness, to focus on who you are, to focus and embrace your presence, to allow you to come in, to take over, to, to rule and to reign, to have your way within this place, Father, for we understand that it is truly bigger than us, Father God. We understand, Father God, that we are vessels and you are the power that's in this vessel, Father God, moving and shifting and shaking things within this earthly realm, Father. 
So we, Father God, take our heavy burdens, Father. We cast our cares, and we cast our cares on you for you care for us, Father. And we know, Lord, as we just go forth today, that anything that we're concerned about, anything, Father God, that may not be going the way that we planned, we thank you, God, that you are the God of the turnaround. You are literally turning things around for our good. You specialize in turning with the enemy makes a bad around for our good. We thank you, Father, for the strength, Father God. The strength that you've given us, the mindset that you've given us, the sound mind that you've given us to keep moving forward no matter what. To keep moving forward, Father God, regardless of what we see, regardless of what we feel, Father God, that we can keep moving forward, Father God, understanding that you are in control, that you are going to, you know, manifest and, and, and turn things around for our good, that we understand that we shall get the promise, the manifested promise in the end we win, Father. I thank you that we keep the right mindset and perspective as we're moving forward, Father, within this life, Father God. And I thank you, God, we're content. And we don't walk around with a, 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 a down or depressed mindset or, uh, you know, um, we don't walk around, Father God, upset or angry or, you know, reflecting something that's not of you, but we walk around with joy, understanding that you have everything under control and that all things are working together for our good. So we just welcome you in this place, God. We thank you for your peace, your presence, your love. We thank you for everything you're doing for my life, for everybody's lives that's tuned in, those that are going to tune in. We thank you, Father God, for the turnaround in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father God, that for the things that you're doing right now in our lives. We, we remove anxiety, Father. Forgive us for holding on to anxiety or holding on to the past hurts, past anything that's trying to, try to be detrimental, that's trying to prevent us from moving forward. Forgive us for holding on to things that have expired within our lives, Father God, ways that have expired in our lives, Father God. You know, we thank you, Father, that you are forgiving God, a loving God that, that forgives us so that we, Father God, can be in the right position, right place, have the right mindset to receive what you're doing right now. So I thank you, God, we let go of anxiety. Let go of, Father God, um, you know, being upset, depressed, bitter, anger, and forgiveness. We let go of that so that you, so we can focus on remove the clutter to see that what you are doing in our lives right now, Lord God. We just thank you, God, for the turnaround. We thank you, God, for the turnaround. We thank you that this is the time for the turnaround, Father God, that you are the one that can fix whatever is broken, God. You specialize in, you specialize in life in fixing broken things. You are the great restorer, Father God, the great reconciler, God. You, Father God, can make things look better than they were before, Father God. I thank you, Father, for everyone that's tuning in for their family, for their lives, for their finances, Father, for their ministries, for their relationships, Father, for whatever it is that is on their heart, whatever it is you purpose them to do. I thank you for covering and keeping them. May the blood of Jesus purpose them and may their turnaround be now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Woo! Thank you, God. Yes. I want to get on here today to really talk to you guys about the turnaround. The turnaround, you guys. Listen, God really has been dealing with me about the turnaround. And I'm going to share more about it after I release this word that God gave me last night. 
um, in regards to the turnaround for his people, for myself and for his people, the things that God allows me to release to you, he tells me first. So I grab it, I eat it, you know, and then he allows me to release it to you guys. So, you know, I'm not sitting up here perfect patty, like I don't have situations or issues or struggles or challenges. I have challenges and struggles, you know, and, um, you know, uh, issues with patience and all that stuff, just like the next person may. But the only thing is I'm choosing to trust God. I'm choosing to keep going regardless of what I see, regardless of what I feel, because I understand when God releases a word, when he says something, it can't be canceled because God is his word. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. We all understand that about, you know, Jesus, the word becoming flesh and all that. So when God gives a word, Literally, he's given us himself. And so that is the reason why I keep moving forward. So I, I face things like anyone else, but I, I, I do something about it. I regain, you know, my focus and, and um, command my focus to be on the one that can, can shift and change things. So I'm going to release this to you guys and we're going to move forward. So Father was saying, this, this, is, this is for you, this is for me. This is what he released to me um, last night. He said, you didn't miss me. I was always right there. My plans were to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a hope and future. I don't have evil for you, but good. I am only good because I am God and God alone. You thought you were forgotten. You thought you were forgotten. You're long from that. I've been preparing you for, I've been preparing you for now. I had to show you who I was so that when things turned around for you, you would give me the glory. Your story is for my glory. The evil meant to destroy you, but I've always had greater plans for you. Through the pain and suffering, I've given you beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. This is your morning time, the bright morning star is shining on you. It's your turnaround year. Brace yourself for the turnaround. What you thought was dead, I have revived. The turnaround, it will last. Frowns to smiles, I've never forgotten about you. I've never forgotten about you. The world will see, all will see, that I have what I have prepared for you. The grand entrance. Huh, of your breakthrough. Woo, the grand entrance of your breakthrough year. This time is for you, my dear, my queen, my king. This is your turn around year. Just believe and receive it. It's time. Just believe and receive it's time. Listen, those are words that God gave me last night. He gave it. I grabbed that thing, swallowed that thing, accepted that thing. I have those things. And I'm sharing this with you. This is what God is saying for you right now. If you believe it, receive it, you will see the manifestation of it. I have been feeling this within my spirit, within my being for the last two weeks about the turnaround, you know, even longer than that. Uh, things are turning around. I've turned it around. It's happened. You know, the season, um, seasons have changed. And so 
I want to get on here to encourage you guys of the turnaround. You may be facing a situation that looks like it will never end. You know, something that's unfavorable, unprofitable within your life. But I want to encourage you that it just takes one moment for God to turn things around on your behalf, for your behalf. You could have been in a situation for years and it seemed like nothing has changed. I want to remind you that it doesn't matter how long you've been in anything. It just takes a word from God to switch and change everything for your life. God knows the people to use, to put, you know, the people hearts to touch, to change situations on your behalf, to open up doors. God is the great resource. He's the great source so that we have resource. He is the great healer so that we can go forth and, and be healed and help other people regardless of what happened to us in our past. So this is your year. This is your time for turn around. And when I say year, this could start as soon as you grab this word all through 2019 and of course even through 2020. But this is your time for the turn around. You have to understand that what the enemy meant for bad, God has turned it around for your good. He always have and he will continue to do that on our behalf. And it reminds me um, you know, of the story of Joseph and Job. I'm going to share that, but it just dawned on me too. And the Bible mentioned that even about Jesus. And the enemy knew he was using, you know, he used Judas, but if he knew the end result, that we would all be re reconciled, that we would all have eternal life, that literally he was pretty much um, doing a favor in, in a way, even though it didn't seem like that, and Jesus went through detriment he went through hurt pain he went through all of that but if the enemy knew that it was going to uh the, the end was going to bring a greater victory he wouldn't have never never used judas to do what he did he would have never used you know the people that went against jesus he would have never done it never used those people so you have to understand just because you don't understand look it may sound funny you have to understand just because you don't understand every single thing that's going on right now does not mean that it's out of God's control. Does not mean that God has forgotten about you. It does not mean that you will overlook. It don't mean that the promises are not gonna happen. You have to understand that God is the God of the turnaround and he can turn around any situation for your good. I'm going to start I'm going to just uh, read this one scripture, then we're going to go through Genesis um, and talk about Joseph a bit. So I'm going to read Genesis chapter 50, verse 20. This is what Joseph said in the end. We're going to start here because we have to understand this. So God sees our end to our beginning. He sees pretty much what I'm saying is God sees you at victory. He may have called you the best-selling author, whatever, whatever it is, you know, whole, heal, deliver. And you may be like, that's not me. It is you. God sees you as that whole thing. He sees you as that accomplished thing. And we have to begin to see ourselves and we have to understand that we're headed toward that. So I want to start at the back of the story, the end of the story about Joseph. And then we're going to work our way from the front to this um, end. And so, um, Genesis 50 verse 20 it says but as for you huh, you meant evil against me but God meant it for good 
in order to bring it about as it is this day to save my people alive. Listen, <laughs> whoever the you is, you know that you may be saying you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. God has turned this thing around for my good. You have to understand that just because people have written you off, have talked about you, lied on you, done you wrong at work, harassed you, whatever the case may be, you have to understand there's a greater plan of victory that is working on your behalf. Don't give up within the process. It may have been years, like I said before, but that does not mean that God can't change things around in a moment for your good. Keep hanging in there, you guys. Keep hanging in there. So we're gonna talk about Joseph. So Joseph, you have to understand that Joseph, the Bible says, was 17 years old when God gave him a dream. He was 17 years old when God gave him a dream. And um, the dream, you know, he, the dream that God gave him pretty much got him in trouble with his, with his brothers as, as we proceeded, you know, as we perceive things. So um, Joseph, you know, was feeding flocks, had a dream. And, you know, he had two dreams and then he began to share it with his brothers. And uh, he also shared it, you know, the father as well. What you have to understand is sometimes you're, look, those closest to you, when you share personal things uh, to them, it could be dreams, visions or whatever, some may actually hate on you regarding it. You may get the, the greatest resistance from the people that are closest to you. That doesn't mean shut off and stop telling people things. That just means be sensitive and make sure you're sharing your dreams and visions and all that stuff with people who God releases you to, to get the support that you need. So you guys, you know what I mean? The ones that rid ridiculed him were the ones that were the closest to him, his own brothers. They may have had different mothers, they all had the same father. They all had the same father. And um, and so um, you have to understand this as well. When people hate on you, that right there is your confirmation or the, the revelation that you need that you're doing something right. <laughs> you have to understand this. If the enemy is trying to come after you, he's not gonna come after anything that's worthless. He's not gonna come after anything that's empty. Why would he want an empty vessel? Why would he want something that's worthless? Why would he want something that's that um you know that has no value? You have to understand that you're valuable, that you carry something so majestic, so powerful. You carry literally God on the inside of you, and that's what the enemy of opposition don't want you to know. You are a glory carrier. You are a God carrier. You are a the temple, the vessel for the Holy Spirit. God dwells in you. There's purpose and a plan for you. So if someone is hating on you, that really is confirmation that they see, okay, wait, no, okay. He, 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 he got, he on to something. She's on to something. That king or queen know who they are. They know their identity. identity. Let me hate on them a little bit so they can kind of like retreat, so they can kind of, you know, um, pull back and not really be everything that God called them to be. But I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Anybody that's attempting to, and anybody even in my circle, Jesus, anybody that's attempting 
to hate on you in a way to try to prevent you from pouring out what God has caused you to be. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. And I speak that you will have the right people around you, the right energy around you, that you will be so tuned into God that regardless of what people say, even if it's just you and you really don't have too many people around you, regardless of what people say that you are so tuned to God, you trust him so much that you refuse to allow what they say to prevent you from releasing and getting the very thing that God has for your life. You guys, we have to learn how to keep moving even when the naysayers try to buck or resist against the very vision, the very plan, the very dream that God gave us. So Joseph, you know, um, he shared the dream. He shared the dream with his brothers, you guys. And um, he, he dreamt of greatness. And uh, Genesis 37, it talks about Joseph's dreams. And then he shared it. And then his brothers hated him, as many of us will perceive now. They hated him. They were upset that within his dream that um, they were bowing down to him. And what? You're the you are one of the younger brothers. We're bowing down to you. Who do you think you are? We're older than you. You know, or whatever excuse they use, you know, to, to kind of come against him. And, and so it says, even the Bible says, it talks about, um, in Genesis 37, chapter five, it says, now Joseph had a dream and he told it to his brothers and they hated him even more, even more. So there was already hate that they had against him. And when you start to really step out and do what God has called you to do, when you call, uh, start to operate in your purpose, even if you don't know everything that you're supposed, you know, completely that's what you're supposed to do, but you just take one toe and step out, you really gonna start to see who's for you, who really have your back, who really are your supporters, and 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 um, who were just talking, or who actually was talking and had your back. You really start to see that. So they already hated him, but they hated him even more because he was desired, you know, um, by his dad more, him and Benjamin, the younger brother. Um, and so the younger brother of uh, Rachel's sons, Rachel's kids. And so it says that they hated him even more. And so chapter six, uh, uh, chapter 37, verse six says, so he said to them, please hear this dream, which I have dreamed. And then he talks about in chapter in uh, verse seven, it says, there, uh, there we were binding sheaves in the field. Then behold, my sheep arose and also stood upright. And indeed your sheaves stood all around and bowed down to my, to my sheep. See you guys, like I said, we have to be careful what we share with other people because that would just rise up the hatred even more. And then it talks about um, in chapter in verse eight, it says, and his brother said to him, shall you indeed reign over us? They're like, <laughs> who do you think you are? Have you guys ever shared something with somebody like you were so excited about a revelation that God gave you about an invention? You like, listen, I know this was from heaven. I know this was from God. Like, yes, I'm about to be a billionaire. Like, Ooh, ooh, ooh. And then you shared it with somebody like, guess what? I have this idea, this invention. And then after you got done, you were expecting like them to be happy, but it was crickets. It was a silence. Like, and you like, hello? Listen, you have to stay encouraged, you guys. You have to stay encouraged. Some people will not be as happy about your dreams and visions as you are. And you have to understand this because God gave them to you. So protect that, you guys. And so, um, and so it even says that 
you know, Joseph told his brother, I mean, his father, and in, and in verse 10 it says, so he told it to his father and his brothers, and his father rebuked him. It, his father rebuked him. Even his father rebuked him. We're going to skim down. After all of that, his brothers were like, listen, whatever it is, this dream, whatever he's talking about, we're going to get rid of him. And the reason I know that they did that is because they understood or they knew there was something special about him. They knew that the dream that he had wasn't far-fetched. And they like, wait, okay, he said that, you know, we're going to bow down. He's going to reign over us. Thinking to themselves, and I'm saying this, and I'm adding extra, but I'm, you know, if I was in that moment, they're probably like, wait, we got to stop him before it actually happens. And this is the enemy's tactic. He want to stop you before the manifestation, the promise actually happens. So his brothers in um, chapter 37, verse 12, it talks about that they sold his, they sold Joseph. They threw him in the pit. They wanted to kill him, but they're like, nah, we're not going to kill him. But we'll throw him in a pit. We'll throw him in a pit and sell him off. And so they threw him in the pit. The brothers came together, and I'm just paraphrasing. I'm not going to read through this whole thing. They uh, threw him in a pit, and then they sold him. They sold him into slavery. They sold him into slavery, you guys. And you have to understand this. They threw him in a pit and sold him into slavery, thinking that they had got rid of Joseph. <laughs> we got rid of Joseph. He thrown in a pit. We ne we'll never see him again. Whatever dream he had, done. It don't matter. It ain't happening. The enemy thought that just because he threw darts at you, just because he harassed you, just because your past happened, just because of molestation, the rape, just because you suffered all the violence, the domestic abuse, just because you went through the bankruptcy, the divorce, he thought that that was going to prevent you or end you so that you would not fulfill uh, fulfill the purpose. He like, I'm not gonna see her again. Look what look what all the ruckus and stuff, all the chaos that him or you know he or she is dealing with. They're done. They're gonna give up. They're gonna give up. He thought that, but he was wrong because God sees what the enemy can't see. He knows that he put himself on the inside of us and that with God, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We literally can move past any type of struggle, challenge or whatever and make it to the end result. God does not allow us to go through these situations for us to be destroyed. He allows us to go through these situations so that our characters are refined for our greater purpose so that we are prepared and, and can fit the promise. We are prepared and don't mess up what God have for our lives. You guys dust yourself off and say, I have been prepared for what is to come. I have been prepared for the turnaround. I did not understand it, but guess what? It is work a for my greater good. You got to remind yourself of that. Look in the mirror and tell yourself, I'm going to make it. I'm getting to this end result. What the enemy meant for bad, God has turned it around for my good. Moving forward, brothers hating on Joseph. Joseph had a dream. Jo brothers hated on Joseph, even his father rebuked him. Joseph gets thrown in the pit. He like, wait, all I did was told them I had a dream that I didn't even make up. I had a dream. I actually had a dream. He told him he had a dream that, you know, came from God clearly thrown in a pit for having a dream, his purpose, his purpose. Thrown in a pit, sold into slavery. He was taken to a foreign land. He was taken to a place that he didn't even know. But you have to understand this. This is this is good. 
Genesis chapter 39, it talks about Joseph uh, sold as a slave. He was a slave. He was now a slave in Egypt. And then it says, verse one, now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him down there. Isn't that interesting? The Ishmaelites were the one that bought him and then he got sold to Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh. He got served to somebody already in the higher command because God was in it. God was in it. And then it says, verse two, the Lord was with Joseph and he was a, success, a successful man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And the master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all he did prosper in his hand. Listen, you have to understand that regardless of what you face in life, when God is with you, he will shift, shape, move, change, whatever it is around you so that you have favor still. When God is with us, literally, we still can have the best of everything. You may have cried yourself to sleep a hundred days in a row, but you still getting up. People may have seen you hunched over, depressed, stressed, whatever it is from that divorce. And then they wondering, how in the world is, is, he, is he or she still moving? How in the world is he, uh, he or she still standing? And then they're actually laughing while going through this. God will still be with you and favor us even through the most detrimental or, you know, the most um, chaotic situations. God was with Joseph and even Potiphar saying, he lied, listen, there's something special about this, this slave boy. There's something special about him. And so he understand that his house was blessed because Joseph was in it. He recognized that. And because of that, it says, because of that, uh, verse four, chapter 39, verse four. So Joseph found favor in his sight. This is the master site, Potiphar site. And then he made him overseer of his house. What the enemy meant for bad, God will turn it around for your good. You get, tell somebody a dream, get thrown in a pit, sold as a slave. You get to the land of foreign land that you know not of, the land of bondage. You like, I'm, I don't know anybody here. You get to the land, you get in the master's house and he like, there's something special about him. I'm gonna make him overseer in my house. What? <laughs> what the enemy meant for bad, I will turn it around for your good. Keep saying that. I'm going to say that all throughout this. What the enemy meant for bad, God is turning it around. He will turn it around. He has turned it around for your good. Joseph was made overseer in the house. You got to understand it doesn't stop there. It does not stop there. It does not stop there. Even after he was sold into slavery, he was made overseer in his master's house. Enemy was like, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> You're doing well. You're doing well. All right. What else can I do? Then he tempts uh, Potiphar's uh, wife and and, uh, and makes her try to sleep with Joseph. And Joseph like, listen, you my master's wife. I, I could never do anything like that. And she like, oh, you're not gonna say with me? Oh, I'm going to cry wolf then. I'm gonna I'm, I'm scream. So she literally made it seem like Joseph tried to force himself on her, tried to rape her. And it talks about that 
And it says, um, chapter 39 and verse 19, because I want you guys to know I'm not making this stuff up. This is this is real. And it's, it talks about, so it's uh, chapter 39, verse 19. So it was when his master heard the words which his wife spoke to him, saying, your servant did to me after this manner, then anger arose within the master. And guess what? Joseph was thrown in prison. For telling his dream, thrown in a pit, sold in slavery, now the master's wife lying on him. Now he's thrown in prison. He went from overseer to prison overnight, overseer to prison, all because of somebody lied on him. And he said, well, I'm going to get you this time. So he was thrown in prison. Long story short, Joseph was anointed. He was a dream interpreter. He was anointed. He was having dreams. God gave him dreams. He understood that he would reign one day. Um, you know, and so still when he was put in prison, they seen favor. They understood there was something different about him. You know, um, there were ones in prison having dreams and Joseph was able to interpret the dreams. He was able to use his gift. And I'm just paraphrasing going through this. He was able to use his gift that God has given him to help somebody else. We have to understand that just because we may be going through hell or feel like we're going through hell, we can't stop. Um, we can't stop the anointing. We can't stop using the very words or the very blessing or gift that God gave us to help somebody else. You got to understand that literally while in your fire, while in your storm, when you use your gift or your anointed to help somebody else, you literally will come out of that thing even sooner. You can't be like, I'm done. Nope. Mm -mm. Nope. This happened to me. Ain't using a nan of the gift. God be like, okay, you have to learn how to use what you have regardless of what's going on. Joseph still was interpreting dreams. He was placed in custody. They seen that he was something special about him. He was, you know, um, favored. And then he was able to interpret dreams because he was able to interpret dreams when the men that he interpreted the dreams for got out of prison the pharaoh the uh pharaoh eventually had a dream no one can interpret this dream no one could interpret it he called everybody listen i need somebody to interpret this dream nobody knew what it meant but one of the men that was in prison with him finally remembered him i will let you i will tell you this i don't want to miss this part so while Joseph was in prison, he interpreted the dream, the dream uh, for the two men. And they promised they weren't gonna forget him. And as soon as they said, we won't, we're not gonna forget you, they forgot him, <laughs> they forgot him. So Joseph was in there for a while. He was in there for a while, but eventually, eventually, Pharaoh had a dream. One of them remembered that Joseph was in prison with. Remember, hey, there's somebody actually in prison that can interpret dreams. Let me, he, he can do it for you. So Pharaoh calls him out. Pharaoh calls him out. You have to understand when you use your, your gifts, your talents, God will allow you to be put before kings. To literally be put before kings and to give you access, to give you a greater platform for his name's sake. And so in chapter 41, it talks about Pharaoh's dream. And then it talks about how um, Joseph was able to interpret the dream. And um, because of that, not only did Joseph uh, interpret the dream, but he was able to come up with a plan. He was able to come up with a plan that helped save generations, the famine that was taking place. He was able to save crops and, and have enough, uh, enough food 
because there was a famine that was coming. Listen, he gave him a business strategy. Not only did he use his gift, but he eventually gave Pharaoh a business strategy. Listen, we're going to do this. And guess what? Joseph was then put back into command. Pharaoh said, I'm going to make you second to me. Pretty much. He was put over even greater than his master, his previous master. You guys, again, what the enemy meant for bad, God will turn it around for your good. Joseph rise to power happened, you guys. It happened through all the events that happened in his life. Nothing could stop the purpose or the plan that God had for his life. If God's giving you a dream, if he's giving you a vision, the purpose that he had for your life cannot be stopped by the enemy. You have to understand that. All this ruckus, all this crazy mess that Joseph went through, he still rose to power. This time, it stayed. Not only that, then it talks about Joseph's brothers because of the famine, because uh, Joseph was prophetic. He, he interpreted the dream. He said what was going to happen, and guess what? It did. Seven years of famine. It was seven years of plenty, seven years of famine. The famine was so severe that the neighboring countries had to come to Egypt. They had to come to get grain. They had to come to get help before they would have died. Joseph's brothers ended up coming. And this is, I, I, I want you guys, um, I want you guys to hear this right here. <laughs> in chapter 42, Genesis chapter 42, verse 6. It's in then verse 6 and verse 7. It says, now Joseph was gover governor over the land. And it was so, um, and it was he who sold to all of the people of the land. And Joseph's brothers came and bowed down before him with their faces to the earth. Chapter, uh, verse 7. Joseph saw his brothers and recognized them, but he acted as a stranger to them and spoke roughly to them. You have to understand this. Joseph's brothers seen him, but they didn't even recognize him. God's blessings on your life, God's blessings on your life are so powerful and are going to be so great that those who thought they knew you are not going to be able to recognize you after God's great blessings for your life. Listen, imagine that. Imagine people knew you back then, but because you kept going, because you remained faithful, because you didn't curse God, because you said, I'm going to keep going, God, just give me strength. Because you did not give in or give up, regardless of what happened to you, the blessings, the monumental blessings that God had for your life, literally, when people see you again, they'll be like, whoa, I I, I hardly recognize you. The blessing, how did you get this? How did you get that? And you'll be able to do this. Only God, only God. His brothers didn't even recognize him. Standing smack dab in the face of his brother, of their brother. It had been years, of course, he, you know, was probably dressed up, they wear makeup and all that stuff. But still, there's certain things about family members that you should always recognize. They didn't even recognize him. The blessing that God had gave him was so strong after restoring, restoring, God restored, God gave him back more than he even began, began with. You have to understand that when Joseph was put into um, greater power, he rose to power and Pharaoh gave him his position, God's blessing was so powerful on Joseph's life, he named his firstborn Manasseh. And Manasseh means, and the Bible talks about what Manasseh means, chapter 40, um, 40, chapter 41 and uh, verse 51, it says, Joseph called the name of his firstborn Manasseh, for God has made me forget all my toil and all of my father's house. The blessing that God put on Joseph's life, like I just 
talked about down here. It can it will make you unrecognizable to certain people. It will make it so that you don't even remember the toil or even your father's house. You said, Do, who? Oh, okay. They did what? Oh, okay. I don't even remember the pain. I don't remember the, you know, okay. It made him forget the blessing was so powerful, strong, monumental, whatever majestic, whatever word you want to put in there, that it made him forget the toil and all. It didn't say summer. It said all his father's house. He remembered them when they came to him for help. And so Joseph, long story short, Joseph brothers came. Joseph ended up finally revealing himself to his brothers. They were afraid, afraid, afraid that they were going to be killed. That like we soldier, we thought something happened and we apologize. They were scared, like we can't trust him. And listen to what Joseph said. And this is what God, this is we're talking about the turnaround. God is turning things around for your good. And we have to have the same heartbeat that Joseph had. We really do. We have to have the same heartbeat. Not a heart of revenge, like I'm gonna kill them all. Of course he when he first seen his brother, you know, was angry, but he got over that. He got over that because God's blessings were so powerful. And we have to understand that we have to have a heart of forgiveness, a, heart, a forgiving heart so that God can work through us effectively, you guys. So um, Joseph told his brothers, you know what I mean? Joseph told his brothers, I'm going to uh, pull this up. It says, says um, Joseph told his brothers, it says that, Okay, it's at 45. Let me go here real quick because I want to read this uh, verbatim so we don't we don't miss anything. Chapter 45, verse 5 in Genesis. It says, And Joseph said to his brothers, Please come near me. So they came near. Then he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sowed into Egypt. Um, excuse me, chapter 4. Chapter 5 says, But now do not therefore be grieved or angry with yourselves because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. Huh. Jesus. How many people can sit there and face the enemies, even if it was family, to say, you meant evil for me, but God sent me here. You didn't send me here. You sold me. But God sent me here to preserve life, to preserve generations. God sent me here. Yeah, it hurt me back then. It hurt me back then. The, the, the divorce hurt me. This happened. You know, that uh, molestation hurt me. Whatever happened hurt. But I'm here now. God's put me in a greater position to be a help even toward the people that frown down and look down upon me. Oh, my gosh. We have to have a heart that's pliable, a heart that is a heart of flesh to say, God, they did me wrong, but I'm going to forgive them so that I can smile and allow your love to permeate, allow your love to flow through me to them so that they can see that it's bigger than me. It's bigger than them. You had a greater plan with the enemy meant for bad. You have turned it around for my good. So I definitely wanted to release that to you guys about that. And then I wanted to also bring up Job. Not going to be really long with it with uh, the story of Job. But Job was a man, a faithful man. He, he had a good heart. He had a heart after God. Job um, served God. He, he smiled. He, you know, did what God had him to do. He had it. He had a lot. He had a lot, and it was taken away. He had a had a lot. It was taken away. His friends, even his wife at the time, they all wanted him. You know, everybody wanted him 
kind of examine yourself, well, what you do for this, you know, what did you do to cause this to happen to yourself? Curse God and die. This is what they were telling him. I was um, just briefly going through this. This is what they were telling him. He wouldn't do it. He still honored God. He suffered his finances. He suffered financially. He suffered with his health. His family was killed. You know, his family was taken away. Yet and still, he would not curse God. Yet and still, he would not move out of position. He stayed in position because he understood if the God that started, you know, the God that gave him everything that he had when he started, it was taken away. But that same God can give him back what he had and even more. And he's absolutely right. You have to understand that you can't allow people to make you curse God because you're going through certain things. And you can't allow people to make you say, well, you had to do this and you had to do that. Or, you know, um, you know, of course, some people say it was pride within his heart, whatever, whatever happened. But you can't make people, you know, cause you to, to believe like all this is all happening because of me. No, you have to understand this. When you are anointed, certain things actually happen. Certain attacks come to your life. And it's not because of necessarily what you've done, but it is literally because of the anointing. It is because of the purpose that is in on your life. You guys have to keep that in mind. But Job, he did not, he did not give up on God. And I wanted to share the Job story as well to let you guys know that if you're facing something, you're not alone. But you have to do just like Joseph and you have to do just like uh, Job. Do not give up on God. You have to understand that he is faithful, he's in control, and that he is going to turn things around for your good. You have to understand that within that prophetic word. And then I got confirmation today at a service today, the pastor uh, released a, a similar message about morning time. And when you hear stuff like that, it's because there's only one God. When God speaks, he speaks. And we begin to all say the same thing. And so um, it was confirmation. And I believe that it is your morning time. It's no longer morning, like you're mourning, you're crying, you're sad, but it's your morning time. Joy comes in the morning and it is your morning time. You guys, it's time for you to be encouraged. It's time for you guys to really stay grounded, stay rooted in what God has said is your, what the promises that he's given you. You have to be able to keep your eyes on him that gives you strength. You have to be able to see beyond what you can see when it seems like everything may be going a different way. You have to be able to trust God with everything in you. Even when you like, Lord, I don't even know if I have the faith to keep going. Have the God faith. When you can't, don't feel like you have enough faith. God, I need your faith. You have to know that God's with you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsaken you. God understands the plans for your life. You have to come into agreement that they're good. They're good. They're going to turn out. You may be struggling with your business right now. You may be like, listen, things gotta happen or bankruptcy, Lord, now you told me to start this business. Keep the promise before you. If God says you're gonna have a successful business, make affirmations, declarations. I decree my business is successful. I, God is the source and I have every resource that I need in order to be successful. Lord, in the, in the Bible, you said you were with Joseph and he was a successful man. Father, you were with me and I'm a successful woman. You know, God's a successful uh, man. You have to begin to, to, to 
re uh, rehearse the word of God, to remind yourself, to encourage yourself, to keep going so that you do not give up. Understand this is your turnaround year. I believe it, I heard it, and I continue to hear it. Honestly, wherever I go, I hear it, turn around, turn around. And I wanna release this to you because I understand that God is doing something so majestic, so wonderful for your life. What the enemy meant for bad, meant for evil. God has will and will continue to turn it around for your good. You have to just keep believing it, you guys. Your latter will be greater than your former, meaning what's to come is going to be greater than what was. God does not work backwards, but he works moving forward, meaning he's not going to allow for things to be taken away and be like, pinch, here's a pinch of something for you now, away from me. Nah, God walk, uh, works in multiplication. He multiplies things and he has the best for your life and he has great things for you. And guess what? You're going to get them if you don't quit, if you don't give up. This is your turn around here, you guys. I, I, I believe it. I decree it. I speak it into existence that some things are turning around and even they have could, have could have turned around as you've been listening to things, if you've been praying and asking God for certain things for people that may be incarcerated or people that may, and you're like, Lord, when is it time for them to be released? Believe that something is turning around. Believe that God has an appointed time for you. He has an appointed time for the lives of your family members. He has an appointed time for our lives, you guys. We don't have to stress or strain, struggle about, about the things, you know. And of course, a lot of times it may be easier said than done, but we have to get back to a place where we can remind ourselves that God didn't make a mistake. He didn't make a mistake when he gave you the promise. He didn't make a mistake when he told you you would be married. He didn't make a mistake when he said that you would have a family. He didn't make a mistake with, he told you that you're whole. You have to begin to take those things like you have them. God says you have them. That means you already possess it. Guys, keep the right mindset, okay? Keep the right mindset. Fight with the word of God and understand that things are turning around and have turned around for your good. Believe it, receive it. You guys be blessed. I pray that this message encourage you. If you need prayer requests, definitely reach out to me. Um, you can send a prayer requests, you know, to email, to my email. Um, you can do empower me. It's empower me with Ari at gmail.com. E-M-P-O-W-E-R. W-I-T-H-E-R-I at gmail.com. You guys, subscribe to my YouTube channel. It's Ari Holmes. Make sure you grab the books, you know, on Amazon. You guys, make sure you stay connected to me on social media page, Facebook, Instagram, whatever it is. And uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. You guys, it's called Empower Me with Ari on Apple, Google, um, Spotify, other different platforms. You guys, it's time for us to fight to finish. It's time for us. And when I say fight to finish, I'm not talking about, you know, you ain't got to always throw, throw bows. But I'm talking about fight, stand, stand to finish. God, I know what you said. I, I know what you showed me. I know the dream that I had. I'm, I'm not going to let it go. Fight to finish. Keep it. Be. God, you said it. I'm going to be. I'm going to be at peace. I'm going to keep standing. I'm not going to give up because things are turning around for your good. Stay encouraged, you guys. And remember to renew your mind. It is the gold mine. Love you.